you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hey, everybody. It's Thursday, September 21st, 2023. Welcome to the NFL Fantasy Football Show. It's me, your man, MG Marcus Grant, with my guy, Michael F. Florio. We are previewing the late Sunday games and the Monday night doubleheader. Plus, we're handing out our week three fantasy heroes. Diving into the late games on Sunday, we got the Panthers in Seattle to take on the Seahawks. And look, we know what Seahawks were starting. DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, probably Geno Smith, Kenneth Walker, what JSN probably gets some run uh, in some lineups. On the other side, though, I mean, Bryce Young dealing with an ankle injury. We're not sure of his status. Are there any Carolina Panthers you would dare to start? Because of the running back landscape, you probably can't get away from Miles Sanders. He was good in week one, disappointed in week two. Everything with the Panthers. That whole game was just awful. It was was brutal. Um, Probably can't get away from him. But Hayden Hurst is a sleeper in this one. Uh, the Seahawks have allowed the third most yards to tight end after allowing the most fantasy points per game all year last year to the position. We saw him have a good game in week one. I know he disappointed in week two, but the Saints are the hardest matchup for tight ends. But after him, there's no receiver I want to start. No, I don't really want to start any receivers. I mean, Adam Thielen, his best days are behind him. Jonathan Mingo doesn't really get anybody excited there. But I will ask you this question. If Bryce Young can't go and it's Andy Dalton, would that change your mind on any of these receivers? No, I would still use Hurst. The thing is, we don't know what receiver he has the rapport with. I don't know. And also, like, is Andy Dalton really much of an upgrade at this point? I don't know. I mean, Bryce Young... Look, we expected growing pains, and we have seen them the first couple of weeks. I would believe that Andy Dalton can at least deliver the ball consistently to some guys. Maybe that's not enough. Um, you know, I, a, big, a big part of, I think, why Young is struggling is no one is getting open. Nobody's getting open. And, I mean, we sort of looked at that wide receiver group where we're like, this group would have been great in, like, you know, 2018 <laughs> uh, for the most part. So, yeah, it's, it's hard to make a case to start any Panthers, and I think that's going to be a consistent theme with them all year long. Cowboys at the Cardinals. You know, once upon a time, this was actually a division game when the uh, Arizona Cardinals were still in the NFC East. 
years and years ago. Wait, wait, wait. The Arizona Cardinals. Yo, because they had been the St. Louis Cardinals, and then they moved to Arizona. In fact, they were the Phoenix Cardinals, and they were still in the... When was this? Uh, this would have been in the late 80s, early 90s, I believe. I had, I had zero knowledge they of that until Cardinals, right now. They were the Phoenix Cardinals. They were St. Louis. They moved to, to Arizona. They were still in the NFC East before everything got realigned. This was also during that same period where the 49ers were the only NFC West team in the West <laughs> because they were playing against New Orleans, Atlanta, Carolina. Uh, you know, This makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's sort of how it went. Anyway, Cowboys and Cardinals. Uh, the Cowboy defense has been lights out. Would you start any Cardinals against them? I would try my hardest not to. I have uh, James Conner as a sit. I understand the running back landscape. Maybe you can't get away from him, but they have been, they've played Brees Hall in the Jets backfield and Saquon Barkley. You have yet to allow a hundred yards to the position. And then I have Marquise Brown as a sit. I know he had a big game last week. I don't want to start him against the Cowboys. If I start any Cardinal, it might be Zach Ertz. Just because mm. he has the most tar- targets amongst any tight end and the bar for tight ends is so low. Someone laughed at me when I drafted Zacherts this offseason. Like, I'm not at the point where I want to rub it in that person's face because Zacherts hasn't really been great, great, but he's been, you know, passable. Uh, top 10 tight end right now. Top 10 tight end, although that, you know, that's, that, that's, that's not really saying a whole lot. <laughs> um, that's like being the fastest snail. I would start James <laughs> Conner. I believe in James Conner. I think he's going to get a lot of volume and maybe he gets a few targets in there. I don't think you're going to get a big performance out of any particular Cardinal in this one. That Cowboy defense has just been so great the first two weeks of the season. I'll give this to the Cardinals, though. They have put up a fight in the first couple of weeks. I mean, they took it to the Giants in the first half. Then in the second half, things sort of fell apart and you know the earth was back on its axis again and the Cardinals are now 0-2. Um, but it's hard to make a case for anybody there. Uh, Marquise Brown, just I, I faded him, and I feel pretty good about that decision uh, through two weeks in the season. Bears and the Chiefs. We talked about Justin Fields and whether or not he can rebound here in week three. The Chiefs, we for the most part know who we are starting. We're starting Travis Kelsey. We're starting Patrick Mahomes. Anybody else besides those two that you have an interest in for Kansas City? I think... This is a week you can use Isaiah Pacheco. One, yes. the Bears defense has been terrible. Uh, the Chiefs are probably going to be playing with a multi-score lead for much of this game, which means we could see Pacheco grind out the clock. He's, he did play an uptick in snaps last week, saw a little bit more carries. What stands out to me, though, is he's running more routes than he ever yeah. did last year. So if he could be more used in the passing game, then we could talk about him as a consistent RB2 uh, moving forward. But I think because of the matchup, you got to play him. The receivers, they use seven each week. Kadarius Tony (laughs) is still the one I like the most, but I'm not starting him as of right now. I do like Isaiah Pacheco. uh, Peek behind the curtain. He is in my sleepers column this week, which you can find at NFL.com slash sleepers. I also have as a deep sleeper, Justin Watson. And look, like you mentioned, it's hard to sort of lean on any one Chiefs receiver. I don't love the fact that he's not running a ton of routes there. But when he is on the field running a route, there's a pretty good chance they are throwing it in his direction, not to mention the fact that he is kind of the chunk play downfield guy in this offense. So if I'm going to have to sort of play roulette with a Chiefs receiver, I want the guy who can pick up yardage with, a, with just a few targets. And it seems like Justin Watson is the guy. I, for the most part, think you're going to see Mahomes kind of work underneath. So it'll be a lot of Kelsey. Maybe we see Sky Moore, maybe even Kadarius Toney. But if they decide to take some pops down the field, Justin Watson, I think, is going to be the option. So that is why I have him as a deep sleeper for me in week three. 
Gonna take a quick break, stick around. We'll be right back. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, you know, hey, <laughs> hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have know to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, but I mean, like like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but... All right, so what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Over to the primetime game, Sunday Night Football, Steelers at the Raiders. Uh, we talked about Josh Jacobs. You said it was going to be a bounce back for him. What about Najee Harris? It's not been great for Najee the first two weeks. Is there a bounce back coming for him against the Raiders? I mean, it better. If it, if it doesn't come this week, it, just like with Kyle Pitts, we got to have a talk. We're going to have to have a talk about Najee Harris because the Raiders are one of the best possible matchups a running back could have. They've allowed the third most rushing yards so far this season. They're the second most receptions, top 10 in receiving yards. That's after being top five in all of those categories allowed last season. If Najee Harris can't get right against this Raiders defense, then we need to have a very, very serious talk. I also think Jalen Warren, who plays about 40% of the snaps, gets the pass game work and is way more explosive, is in play this week as well. I think the bounce back is coming this week for Najee, mostly because I think people are ready to give up on him. And that's when it <laughs> happens, when everybody's like, I'm not going to play Najee Harris. Then he goes for like a buck 25. So I think that's coming. I do think the matchup, though, very much works in his favor. It's funny. I was looking up some some Najee numbers and I looked and I was like, oh, last week against the Browns, he ran for 4.3 yards per carry. Like, that's not too bad. Then I realized that he had two really big runs. He had 38 of his 43 yards on just two carries. The rest of it was like one yard, minus one yard, minus two yards, three. It just it was not great. He has not been efficient. He's not getting work in the passing game. I think game script keeps the Steelers in this one. I don't think they're going to have to go to a pass-heavy game script, and the matchup is good. So that sort of works uh, well for him. Two Monday night games again this week. The first one down in Tampa, the Eagles and the Buccaneers. In week one, the Andre Swift uh, was not great. He was pretty much invisible. In week two, it was all about that DeAndre Swift life. So do you feel comfortable rolling with him again, knowing Kenneth Gainwell could possibly be back? 
I I am still starting DeAndre Swift where I have him. In some places, it's out of necessity. In others, it's because I do believe that he is going to be the lead back for the Eagles moving forward. I mean, he had more yards last week than Kenneth Gainwell has had in any game in his career. That being said, the Bucs and Eagles are the two teams that have allowed the fewest rushing yards this season. So it's you're not going to ever get a buck 80 again. At least I don't expect that. But the Eagles offense to me, looked their best after they started getting Swift heavily involved. I think it's going to be hard to get away from that moving forward. I feel confident starting him this week, but understanding that, again, if Gainwell is there, it's going to be a split opportunity. I'm watching this game very closely to see how exactly they split the division of labor between these two running backs, because I think the the upside is it's a two-man show. I think it's pretty much the Swift and Gainwell show for much of the season. The bad news is we don't really know who is going to be the lead, who's going to get the majority of the touches, and in what situations they get touches. But that being said, I feel confident rolling with Swift again this week because he just looked so darn good in week two. I mean, how do you not? Second Monday night game, the Rams and the Bengals, rematch of the Super Bowl from a couple of seasons ago. Joe Burrow dealing with a calf injury, and we're not sure of his status. We might see Jake Browning this week. What do you do if you got Joe Burrow? Uh, my brother-in-law yesterday was texting me and he was like, I have Joe Burrow, please help me. <laughs> I, I told him he could pick up Brock Purdy, who okay. I think is a good streaming option. Russell Wilson, I would also just play it safe and go him. But if you want to take this down to the wire with Joe Burrow, because I truly don't think we're going to know if he's playing or not till Monday, you could pick up Baker Mayfield against the Eagles. You could pick up Matt Stafford, yeah. who faces the Bengals. That way you have an option to plug in in case Joe Burrow doesn't go. But if you want to just play it safe, Purdy and Russ are two options that I, I like a good amount this week. Stafford is the name that I have really been fixated on because he's playing so well. We keep talking about Puka Nakua and Kyron Williams and Tutu Atwell. Uh, we got to talk about Matthew Stafford because he has been outstanding the first two weeks of the season and he's going in that same Monday night game. He is widely available in a lot of leagues. So I would check around on your waiver wire if you've got Joe Burrow, see if Stafford is there. You can pick him up. And in case you get the notification sometime on Monday that Burrow is a no-go, you can easily make that switch. You can wait until the very last minute. I mean, as much as, you know, it might be okay to go get Brock Purdy, you got to make that decision on Thursday, yeah. not knowing exactly what Burrow's status is going to be. So if Stafford is there, he's the guy that I would try to get. But I don't mind, uh, as you mentioned, trying to maybe get uh, Baker Mayfield as well, because he also goes on Monday night. So you'll at least have some sort of inclination uh, about Bur Burrow's situation. Everybody needs heroes. Now it's time for ours. Florio, who's your fantasy hero this week? Amari Cooper. Ooh. And Amari Cooper is someone I was very bullish on coming into the year. Unfortunately, I sat him in a bunch of spots on week two because we got a report on Sunday that he wasn't expected to play. Yeah, he suited up at a team high 10 targets, caught seven of them for 90 yards. And now he gets the Tennessee Titans. For, and for as good as they are at stopping the run, they are terrible at stopping wide receivers. They allow a bunch of production on deep passes out wide. I think uh, this is a game that Watson is going to have to throw the ball a good amount, and obviously his number one target is going to be Amari Cooper. I'm starting him, and I'm very, very excited to do so this week. Yeah, I, look, Amari Cooper's kind of right now the one Browns receiver that you can trust. Elijah Moore has not really been all that active, and uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones has uh, very much been missing in action, uh, especially with Deshaun Watson. Really kind of struggling so far this season. For me, uh, the Mike Evans apology tour this week continues. Uh, I said it earlier in the week. I will continue to say it. I said it on 
uh, Fantasy Live. I'm sorry, Mike Evans. I, I didn't think you were going to have a big season and, and you look like you are. I didn't know that you're going to get to a thousand yards. You might have a thousand yards by week five. That's just sort of how things are going right now. 47% of the air yards for Mike Evans so far this season. And even though on paper, the Eagles defense seems to be a tough matchup, uh, they've got injuries. James Bradbury was dealing with a concussion last week. He missed the game. Avante Maddox uh, has a torn pec, and he very well could be done for the season. So a lot of mixing and matching in the back end there for Philadelphia, and I think the Bucs may be able to take advantage of that. And if Philly scores, that means you're going to have Tampa in catch-up mode, which means Baker Mayfield throwing those YOLO balls down the field for Mike Evans. There it is. I, uh, I apologize. We have gotten that out of the way. So hopefully uh, my apology is accepted and Mike Evans does not go for just like one catch for like seven yards or something like that this week. Because then I'd be very, very sad. All right. That is it. We are done. We appreciate you hanging out with the NFL Fantasy Football Show. You know the drill. Tell two friends to tell two friends. Rate, review, and remember, hard work never killed anybody. But why take a chance? Be safe. Take care of yourselves. Enjoy the weekend. And we'll talk to you again real soon. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.